Welcome to Southern New Hampshire University's Social Sciences podcast, Agents of Change. Here we invite students and professionals to chat with us on topics of inclusion and diversity, student success, and their learning experiences. In this podcast, we will hear insights and personal accounts of people who have persisted against the odds and impacted positive social change. Join us as we learn how we can all be positive agents of change. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host for this episode, Dr. Hector Garcia. During this episode, we will learn how DEI has impacted the social sciences program from a high-level leadership perspective here at SNHU. We'd like to extend a special welcome to our guest, the new Executive Director of Social Sciences and Interim Executive Director of Counseling for Global Campus Academics, Dr. Michelle Hill. Welcome, Dr. Hill. It's nice to have you here. Thank you for having me. All right. So for the benefit of our listening audience, Dr. Hill, would you tell us a little bit about yourself and your position here at Southern New Hampshire University? It's nice to be here. Sure. So just as some background, uh, I've actually been at Southern New Hampshire University for going on 14 years in various capacities. I started out as an instructional designer and then went through the various positions in academic administration, assistant dean, associate dean, and so forth. And I've served as executive director of social sciences for the past four years now and interim executive director of counseling for almost a year. And uh, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot going on. So um, happy and proud to lead both of the teams that I'm currently leading. And uh, as far as my educational background is concerned, uh, I am a cognitive psychology researcher. So that was my graduate studies. Uh, so my focus is and passion is in psychology, uh, which is one of our programs within the social sciences. So that's just a little bit about me. All right. Thank you very much. Um, as you know, we are talking about diversity, equity, inclusion, and how they play a very important part in the overall new strategic plan. So as we all know, SNU has pledged to demonstrate a decisive, measurable commitment to DEI work that can be found in all facets of the institution. And in order to realize this vision, individuals at every level of the organization must be able to see themselves as relevant and central to the DEI effort. They must be taking the lead from their uniquely diverse vantage and passion points and achieve transformation of equity, access, and excellence together. This work is both timely and based on our university's mission, which is SNU transforms the lives of learners. Our success is defined by our learner's success, by relentlessly challenging the status quo and providing the best support in higher education. SNU expands access to education by creating high quality, affordable and innovative pathways to meet the unique needs of each and every learner. 
So based on that background and that platform, I'd like to ask you, what is your leadership role in achieving this DEI vision here at Southern New Hampshire University? Thank you for articulating that, Dr. Garcia. Uh, very important points there from the DEI strategic plan. And as an executive director team, I've worked with my colleagues on specific activities over the past year to help support our teams toward our mutual DEI goal that we have within academic programs. So we all are aligned with within the academic programs team working toward demonstrating strategic and operational leadership across academic programs and verticals toward the achievement of SNU's DEI strategic plan. So how do we go about doing that? We work together as a team to identify what are those action steps, what are those activities that we can do to demonstrate and achieve that goal. So among the things that we've done over the past year, all of our academic program staff have taken a training, required training, to help level set our understanding within DEI. Um, we've provided resources for continuous learning and individual development related to DEI. Our Office of Diversity and Inclusion has been a tremendous asset in providing those resources um, to help us uh, in that continuous learning process. Um, incorporating DEI topics into our meeting agendas within each of our academic units. So we've had very rich conversations within our social sciences team meetings on various articles or research that the team members have brought up. I remember one example from a few months ago on bias in AI uh, which is a very timely topic. And so um, we continue to have that open forum within our team meetings to bring up those types of conversations. And then also as an executive director, promoting those opportunities for our team members to engage in DEI initiatives. So this podcast uh, was a beneficiary of the Inclusive Innovation Grant. So encouraging those types of opportunities um, I know Jared Campbell was on a previous episode and spoke about the various uh, employee resource groups that we have at SNHU, including Hughes, which I'm a member of as well. Uh, I believe the acronym is uh, Humans Uniting Everyone in Solidarity. So that's a tremendous resource that um, I've encouraged our team members to be a part of as well. And also, you know, there's a lot of hiring, of course, involved, um, not only in my position, but also in academic leadership positions and really working hand in hand with our talent development team, with our ODI colleagues and making sure that we're incorporating those DEI elements within our hiring searches and hiring processes. Um, so th those are just a few examples um, in terms of from my leadership seat across SNU, how I help to support uh, that DEI vision. 
Well, thank you. That that seems very comprehensive. And I did answer your call. I am a member of Hughes and the other ERG, Employee Relations Group, that we have here dealing with uh, mental health awareness. So I find them to be very intriguing and uh, provides a lot of diversity for the members because it's a cross-section of all different departments and levels of personnel. So now that we've looked at this high-level overall SNU executive director vision and how it materializes, can you tell us how this vision then will filter down specifically into the social sciences programs? How does that actually look when it's uh, not so theoretical and it's in a practical basis in the social sciences? Yes, great question. So just as some context for our listeners, I just wanted to share what our social sciences programs are within SNHU Global Campus. So we have uh, a number of undergraduate programs, including bachelor's in anthropology, criminal justice. We have an associate's, bachelor's, and master's, uh, bachelor's in human services, bachelor's in political science, bachelor's and master's in psychology, bachelor's in sociology. So I know in previous episodes, our teammates have spoken about some of these programs uh, very articulately um, and in great detail. So again, just wanted to give that context in terms of the social sciences programs as a whole. And in terms of looking at SNU online, over 20% of our online students are actually enrolled in social sciences programs. So we have a significant responsibility um, to act upon that DEI vision um, and a significant impact that our team can make given that population that we serve. So a lot of students most often come into the social sciences wanting to help people. I think that's the number one idea that we hear about from our admissions partners, you know, just from interacting with students from our student surveys. They want to help people. Um, and they also want to understand themselves. They want to understand others. Uh, I think that's just kind of an inherent human nature type of thing, wanting to understand yourself and others and help people. Um, and I've had conversations with some of the team members in the past about learner diversity. So honing in on the, the DEI aspect. Um, interestingly, almost 70% of our social sciences students identify as female. And so this is most prominent within the psychology and human services programs. We have more of a equitable distribution across our other programs, but this is something that stood out to us um, and that we continue to want to work on because, you know, in terms of inclusion, we want to make sure our students uh, see themselves in the curriculum and see themselves as you know, I can do this career and help my community. And, you know, mental health has been such a prominent issue, especially during the pandemic. Um, it's really come to the forefront, especially in those underserved 
populations. And you know, I, I know this is focused on social sciences, but it's kind of as a sidebar, um, it's certainly come up uh, within our counseling team as well, because it's so critical to have those mental health providers that people can not only trust, but also feel like they can connect with. Um, so um, being able to see themselves um, in that way, um, yeah, as somebody from the community that they can relate to. Um, I think the same can be said in terms of our faculty, um, that students um, would like to be able to connect with faculty um, who have some kind of similar backgrounds to them. So all that to say is uh, we've actually been working very recently, as you know, Dr. Garcia, on our social sciences strategic plan, uh, which we take a look at every six months to see you know, what's working, what's not working, what initiatives do we want to take forward um, in the next fiscal year. And we were very purposeful in making sure, and you talked about this earlier, aligning with the DEI strategic plan. So each of the university commitments that we have, uh, and there are five of them, we've made sure to put in our social sciences strategic plan each of the diversity, equity, and inclusion objectives that align which, with each of those commitments so that we can always have those front and center when we're thinking about the initiatives that align with those commitments and objectives and how we can actually, as you said, not only just theoretically look at this, but how can we practically act upon removing barriers for underrepresented learners, as an example. Um, we've also just recently done um, a few program reviews where we've collected a lot of student, faculty, alumni, and advisory board data that uh, we very closely look at. I'll talk a little bit about that in a bit. Um, and we also uh, work very closely with our liberal arts colleagues. So writing, uh, as you very know, uh, very well know, uh, Dr. Garcia, is such a critical skill within the social sciences. And so uh, Julie Manaw, who's our Senior Associate Dean of Liberal Arts and Social Sciences, has been an excellent collaborator in terms of working on writing across the curriculum and enhancing ways that we can help students uh, really hone that skill across the social sciences programs in different ways. So like in criminal justice, of course, it's so important to have that precision and accuracy in written communication. Yes, definitely. That is a good link with the liberal arts to be able to articulate what is being seen in the social sciences and all of the elements that are involved in it. So you've provided us with so many exemplary practices and highlights that do, do you have anyone that really sticks out as an exemplary DEI practice that can you can tell our listeners about that resonated with you and, and you still remember it and something perhaps that they can emulate yes, themselves. Yes, absolutely. I actually have quite a few. Um, so we recently did our B 
BA psychology redevelopment. Actually, not that recently. It, it feels recent. Um, so that's our highest enrolled program within the social sciences. And so, you know, as, as I had mentioned before, um, with the significant percentage of students we have in the social sciences programs, it, it's really critical that we adhere to and um, act upon DEI uh, elements in order to carry those forward in our program. So uh, there are five themes in our BA psychology redevelopment. I believe Dr. Dominello talked about these in a previous episode, so I won't uh, be too redundant with what he talked about before, but a, a few things that stick out to me as part of that redevelopment. Um, one is that we used real world scenarios for projects and data as often as we could. So an example that sticks out to me is in our uh, Psych 260 course, Statistical Literacy and Psychology, uh, where we actually use um, data from, uh, you know, we don't, we didn't create data for it. We have data that actually exists in the real world that students use for their projects. Um, and we've also included videos um, from people across the university who've talked about you know, how they've dealt with anxiety about statistics because of, I think, any subject within psychology or maybe just in general, statistics um, kind of creates that anxiety within students or that fear within students and really wanting to make sure it's not just numbers and symbols, but, you know, there really is an importance in the real world in understanding statistics, statistical literacy, um, even just watching the news, reading the news, and really being an informed consumer. So we wanted to really make sure that students saw the connections between what they're learning in that class and how they can actually take that forward in their personal and professional lives. Um, I actually got an email this morning from uh, Dr. Barb Lesniak, who's one of our teammates, uh, from a student who had talked about one of the leadership videos that's shared within our psychology capstone, Psych 491, Psychology and Social Change, and was just talking about how inspirational it was. And again, wanting to show that representation um, across um, the diverse backgrounds that we have. And again, as I mentioned before, wanting students to be able to see themselves and see people um, that they can look up to um, and uh, who have achieved their goals and who can be role models for them. And so the student had talked about seeing one of the videos, one of the leadership videos in that course and just saying how much it, in it, it inspired them um, and thanked us for including that there. So again, being able to see themselves in the curriculum and that sense of belonging. Um, and I could go on <laughs> probably for another half hour on the BA psych redevelopment. But I, I do also want to mention, um, of course, the ASBS criminal justice redevelopment that uh, Dr. Jeb Zarnick 
had worked on um, a couple of years ago. And again, we were very um, deliberate and purposeful in choosing our subject matter experts for that redevelopment, making sure that we had um, diversity of race, ethnicity, gender, and so forth represented so that, again, that could be represented in the curriculum that we were putting forward. And not only that, but also looking at the job opportunities that students can come away with. So a lot of the focus previously um, was on what they called the sworn profession, so a police officer as an example. But um, kind of refocusing it to be not only the sworn professions, but also the civilian job opportunities that are out there. So it's a little different uh, take on diversity, but um, wanted to make sure to point that out as well. Um, and of course, our uh, assessment that we've done, our equity assessment in partnership with the Office of Diversity and Inclusion, uh, which, of course, Dr. Garcia, you've been involved in. Uh, it's the first one that we've done at SNU and very proud that criminal justice uh, was the pioneer program or set of programs to be part of that in response to uh, our SNU President LeBlanc's uh, message after the George Floyd murder, really taking a hard look at our criminal, criminal justice curriculum and uh, making sure that we do have those DEI elements well represented there. And uh, the last example I'll give uh, is our contemporary justice series that we've had for a few years running now, um, where we've tackled a number of really critical and timely topics such as wrongful convictions, bail reform, domestic violence, mass shootings, funding public safety, the list goes on. Uh, and they've been a really rich forum for not only our students, but our faculty and community members to come together to talk about these issues and come up with potential solutions. So every time I've attended one of those, I've really just uh, been blown away by the student feedback and just saying how impactful those conversations have been. Well, and I'm glad that you mentioned that series because we do have a live podcast coming up on the Uvalde shooting, and we have a special guest joining us, which is a surviving parent of a of a child victim of Parkland. So um, this is going to be a first for us to do it live with the panel. And so, of course, we'll record it and place it here on our podcast list, but uh, Dr. Hill, thank you so much for bringing so many examples to us. We, we can really note that the social sciences department and those areas under your leadership are at the forefront of these DEI initiatives. Um, going back to what I said, taking them from theory to practice, and they continue to do so as we speak. So thank you very much for joining us in this episode and enlightening us on these high leadership level theories and practical applications. It's always good to know that these are initiatives that are encapsulated within not only the leadership, but also within the faculty and as you expressed all the way to the students that 
It is not a top-down. It is a vertical and a horizontal at the same time. Everyone is involved in making these evaluations and bringing their viewpoints on DEI. So thank you again for joining us so much in this episode. We really enjoyed you and your examples you that you gave today. Me. It's great to be here. All right. Thank you. So this is uh, Dr. Hector Garcia. I have been your host for this very informative episode of Agents of Change. Thank you for listening to Southern New Hampshire University's Agents of Change, a social sciences podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review us, and be on the lookout for more exciting episodes. Goodbye for now.